This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'll be talking about knee pain when squatting. And I'm going to change it up a little bit and talk about patient-centered care. Nice. And after that, we'll pop open a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. So, Bree, how goes it? Everything is okay. You know, I had a situation that happened to me personally earlier this week, and I just wanted to discuss it. I've got some feedback from other people, and I just wanted to bring light to it because, you know, it may not be a medical problem, but it deals with the medical field. But before we get into that, how about you go first and give me some information about knee pain? Sure. And this one will, you can inform your sister that this one will probably be kind of quick. So she can actually listen, get through it. <laughs> so knee pain was quite super common. Uh, I mean, a lot of people deal with this. And I'm just going to talk about one thing that I tend to see. Uh, let me start off by saying that there's a lot of reasons for knee pain. So, you know, it could be a meniscus tear, it could be arthritis, it could be a, a number, it could be positional. But one simple sort of low-hanging fruit is just a stiff quad. <clears throat> so the quadricep thigh muscle starts your pelvis, runs down uh, over your kneecap, and inserts onto your shin. So if there is tension in that muscle, when you bend your knee, it runs out slack, and it can compress the patella or kneecap into the joint space. Uh, and that can be real touchy. Um, so that that's the first thing I look at. I will look at. Do you just have a stiff quad? Um, if you can't grab your foot and in standing, pull your foot towards your butt and have your, like your heel and butt actually touch, then you probably have tension in your quad. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, so many of us, you know, we're younger, we're running around, we're squatting, we're kneeling, we're doing all these things on the floor. As we get older, we kind of stop doing that stuff. We get into jobs where we sit at 90 degree angles everywhere. And then our bodies just get used to that. And they, you know, the body's always going to adapt to what input you or, or lack of input that you give it. So if you never squat past 90 degrees, you shouldn't be surprised that when you try to squat past 90 degrees, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's a simple adaptation. So one of the quickest things you can do is obviously you can stretch your quads. You can do some male therapy. You can do some foam rolling or use the stick, anything to lengthen that quadricep and get used to getting into that position. So that maybe it means you got to spend a whole bunch of time in the squatting position at lower and lower, progressively lower depths until your knee can tolerate it. So that's what I have for you today. Well, Dr. Chris, that sounds amazing because, you know, I didn't even think about that because I was wondering why little kids' knees are so good. They just be bending and squatting and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, my knees would break if I did that. <laughs> That's just where so, you have progressively loaded in deeper and deeper positions. Right? Yes. The body's constantly replacing tissue, replacing all your cells, your body for the most part. Um, and it's the, the input that you give the body is how it knows how to replace it. So if you're never telling your body, oh, I need full knee flexion, then it doesn't lay down that new tissue in that manner. Yeah. I just thought it was because I was old and I'm only 34 guys. <laughs> I mean, you go to other countries, you go to places like Asia where they like, they squat down to eat lunch. They don't have knee pain. Not like Americans do. But, you know, you'll see guys in their 80s eating lunch in a full squat. True, 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 mm -hmm. true. 
So it sounds like you have a juicy piece of gossip. Is, am I right? Not really a juicy piece of gossip, but I was pissed off uh -oh. this week. Let's just say that. Um, but let's, you know what? In the your week with Stevens now, I'm still getting used to that. It's been like six weeks and it's still ringing in my ear. Sometimes when Michael makes me mad. But let's talk about patient-centered care. Patient-centered care has been around for years. Like I remember being in nursing school, which was over 10 years ago, and learning about patient-centered care. It's like the way hospitals should be, doctor's offices should be. And it's pretty much the quality of personal, professional, and organizational relationships that promote patient-centered care should consider patient-centeredness of patients, which means that the patients are more involved in their health care instead of you or me or the physician making a decision for the patient they speak to the patient they talk to the patient and they make a plan together that is what patient-centered care is now um so now it's like okay this has been around we know people in Naples have this. I'm not gonna say which doctor's office did this to me. However, I had an issue and it was the weekend, it was a Sunday. I called the helpline because I was nervous about it. And the helpline was like, I have to read this disclosure. Um, the doctors cannot give you any medical advice over the telephone. You need to go to the ER. Okay, well then what the hell do you have an on-call line for if you're not going to give me any medical advice? So, whatever. Wait, this was for you? you were, this you was were for care? me. I was seeking care. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll just wait to Monday because I'm not going to ER. I'm just cheap and I'm like, I know too much. And I'm like, the ER is just going to be like, sit here. Here's some Tylenol. Because it wasn't an ER-worthy visit. That's another thing that's like a biggest pet peeve of mine. If it's not an ER-worthy visit, you should not go to the ER. There are things called urgent care. Go to them before you go to the ER. But that's another soapbox that I'll get on to another time. However, I, look so, forward to it. I wait till Monday. They say they open at 8.30. I call. No answer. I hang up because I have patients. I call again. Puts me on hold for about 20 minutes. I hang up. I call again, I get sent straight to voicemail. Then I called from my work phone. I got an answer and I got put on hold. I was like, all right. But then I had a patient come. So I had to hang up and then waited, 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 saw my patients. And then I had like a 30 minute break. Called again. They answered the phone very nicely. I told them what happened. I was like, I would like to be seen today. We don't have room for you today. So if this situation is happening, you should go to the ER. I don't understand. Okay, so my doctor doesn't have room to see me today. There's a nurse practitioner there. There's a PA. Y'all have two different offices locations. Somebody should be able to get me in somewhere. No, ma'am, if you think it's that big of a deal, you should go to the emergency room. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just would like to speak to somebody. <laughs> Our advice is for you to go to the emergency room. Would you like to keep your appointment next week? Yes, keep my appointment, and I'll just find someone else to talk to. And I hung up the phone. So then as I'm in tears, I get a phone call. I thought it was the office calling me back. Nope. It was the automated messaging system making sure I was keeping my appointment for next week. So 
I decided to go to a different doctor's office. I started Googling, looking at their websites, looking at reviews, called this office, told them the situation. They said, they're so sorry that that happened to me. We can get you in on Thursday. Mind you, this was Monday. We'll get you in on Thursday. For a new patient to be get in season in Naples, because you know, most of the North, Northern people come down that quick. I was impressed. I saw them today. I was impressed because I got there 15 minutes early, just because that's just how I am to fill out my new patient paperwork, which mind you I had already filled out already on the portal because I just like to be, have things done. They saw my appointments at 11 o'clock. They took me back at 11 o'clock, did all my thing, did all my blood work, did everything. They were very personable. They were very mannerable. They talked to me, not at me, but they discussed with me what was going on and asked me if this is what I would like to do. That is what patient-centered care is about. And this other office is going to lose business because they, I feel like, have lost touch with their personability. Now, I'm not blaming my doctor that that's their front desk staff that did that. Because in my mind, as a healthcare professional, if a person calls and they're upset, you give the note to me or the nurse and you let me make the decision or not if that person comes in. Right. That pissed me off. So I am trying to decide what to do about the situation. I'm still, because I'm so angry right now, I'm not going to make any decisions. I still need time to kind of calm down. But yes, I was very upset about it. This is why I want to talk about patient-centered care. I think a lot of offices have gone away from that, especially during COVID, because everyone was scared. But the issue is we took an oath in the medical field to do what we're doing, and we have to hold up to that oath. And that means you need to have your patient involved. You need to be proactive and compassionate, and you need to understand that even if I had a booger and I wanted somebody to look at it. By damn it, you need to get me into that damn office because I'm paying you. It's not like I'm not paying you. I'm paying money to come see you. Those, those boogers can be dangerous. Be careful. It can be. Some little kids might swallow it. You never know. <laughs> so I understand that they might not have been able to see me that day, but they should have given me an option to come in later on that week. Yeah. So th they have some structural stuff that they need to work on. But I was so happy with the other office that got me in, took care of me, and we'll see what happens in the next coming weeks. Okay. Well, first off, can we give a shout out to whoever took care of you? Like what, what group that was? Yes. Um, it's Naples um, OBGYN. Uh -huh. is Dr. Thompson, but I didn't see him. I saw Vicki. She is the PA there. Okay, good. Good job, Vicky. We like you. Yes, we like you. So it sounds like a lot of variables there, right? So, okay, front desk uh, issues, obviously, maybe a bad hire, potentially. Um, then obviously, COVID just makes everything more stressful. But to yep. me, it's like, okay, yeah, you're right. You take this oath. Well, I didn't have to take that oath as a physical therapist, but I hear what you're saying. Um, the problem is, is profit motive. And to me, it's really, it really comes down to insurance, right? The insurance is what pays the bills, unfortunately, in the typical, you know, mainstream medical system. And they get to determine how much they reimburse. And because of that, there's cutbacks constantly. And because of that, these offices have to see X amount of people to keep the doors open. And then the quality of care goes down. 
Right. That's exactly yep. why I, I left the insurance world. Because I just feel like everything changes. If people are paying but out pocket. It's not even that better. because I understand people are overworked, but it doesn't cost any money. And it has nothing to do with if you if I send you a note, you can send me an email. It may not be right then and there, but you have time throughout the day. I know they ain't seeing patients from sun up to sundown where they can't even take a break. If you can look at your telephone, you can shoot a little quick little text saying, I heard about your symptoms. Sorry, we couldn't see you today. Please get in sooner. Blah, 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 blah. They don't even have a cancellation list. I totally agree with you. I just know what I'm saying is so, that the insurance world sets up this scenario. I've worked in places like that, right? Where you're just trying to survive your day, you know, and you're just angry and, you know, so the quality of care just plummets. And, you know, and that's when those people that need to take a vacation because, I mean, everybody gets burnout. I understand that. Yeah. It's still, but still, no matter how burnt out I am, my patients will not know. That's the difference. Yeah. I may talk stuff after people leave but while I'm in the room with them it is about them because that is why they came they need help and I'm there to help them and if I'm so burnt out that I then I shouldn't be there in the first place I should take time off and rejuvenate myself because I believe in that wholeheartedly after you see a certain amount of patients day in day out you need to break yourself so yep. you can be your best put your best foot first or whatever that saying is yeah i i, uh, I worked at a clinic where i'd see up to 27 patients a day and, and so that's a lot of physical therapy i mean so you know you're spending 45 minutes with a person uh and you're seeing maybe two other people at the same time and you're trying to get your hands on them give them actual good quality, quality care and you have to document it all 27 and, you know that's mm -hmm. that's a ton of patients in one day I, that's like a breakneck speed. I was able to do that for about a year. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I can't. I'm done. And then you're done. And yeah. that's how a lot of these companies will lose a lot of good physical therapists, nurse practitioners, nurses, doctors, because they get burnout. Yep. But that burnout is probably what I'm going to be talking about next week. <laughs> All right. We'll save some of that good, that goodness. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you got resolved. This all sounds like you got resolved or it's on the right course. So it's on the right course. That's the main thing. So are you ready to pop open a bottle, Chris? I am. Let's do it. So I hear we have a surprise guest. We do have a surprise guest this week. Um, she is Miss Morgan Best, a.k.a bridesmaid to the Stevens wedding, AKA entrepreneur, AKA um, boss bitch, AKA, <laughs> I don't know what else. She's amazing. And I'm just going to hand it over to her so she can introduce herself and give you a little rundown on what she does. Okay. Welcome Morgan. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Impromptu, but I'm so happy to be here. Yes, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Clink, 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 clink. Um, so again, my name is Morgan Best. I reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have a clothing boutique called 1190 Boutique, and I serve women of all ages, sizes, shapes who love to be fabulous. Um, and the online boutique is 
open and available to everyone to shop and it's www.shopiixc.com. And I also do executive search. So anyone that you know on the executive side, on the hospital side, healthcare side, who needs um, any executive search services, I do that as well. So I kind of do a whole bunch of stuff. Which is amazing. It's amazing. It's fun. Um, You are a boss bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always running. So I'm happy to be here, sitting here with one of my very dear friends enjoying Naples for the weekend. So thank y'all for having me. Yes. Hey, hey, quick question for you, Morgan. What did you think of their dance at the the wedding? The first dance? It was so epic. Like they (laughs) perfectly coordinated and it it meant so much because they, you know, that was their favorite thing and watching Game of Thrones together and just like, it was just so cute. Yeah, it was awesome. It was- uh, Lost it there for a second. I can handle how totally see that for real. They would probably kick me off. Really would. So Bree, Bree, describe describe the dance. Describe the dance for our listeners because it was it was pretty epic. The dance was it was choreographed. I hired a dance instructor um, to teach us the waltz, and it was to the Game of Thrones intro song. So when we get the video. I would definitely put a snippet up on our Instagram page so that that way y'all can see it. But the cool thing was, which no one knew but me was going to happen was this. We had these, um, they're like indoor sparklers. So they shot up from the ground in the background while the music was playing. So it was really neat. It was awesome. Oh, I can post a picture of it. I just yeah. don't have the video yet. And please don't judge our dance moves. Like, this was all thrown together two weeks before the wedding. <laughs> so it was not the best, but it was good. Nobody you guys pulled it off. I was impressed. Right. Nobody could even tell. It was it was quite whimsical. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about categories miss morgan okay. since you know morgan listens to the podcast but this is like we've switched it up over the last couple of weeks you know mm-hmm. we're still trying to get our feet in our bearings mm-hmm. so each week we talk about good news of the day okay. or that happened that week we talk about our favorite restaurants or happy hours in april and then we have common sense questions okay so we always try to do the common sense questions last so let's talk about restaurants right now so the restaurant that I'm going to be speaking of, which I cannot tell you if it's good or not, but I'm just going to let y'all know. It's called Ninja. It's a new Japanese sushi restaurant that just opened up in Naples like this week. I'm so excited to go. We're going tomorrow night. Yeah. There's a, uh, another one called Mizu that just opened up too. I haven't been yet. I want to check it out. I just did DoorDash. And I will say that as a Thai food junkie, it was pretty good. See, we already told you about it. So Mizu, thumbs up. Cool. So these are like, um, I'm excited. We love sushi so much. Um, So I'm excited to eat it and like enjoy it. I hadn't had it in like a week or so. So (laughs) I was like this, I'm going through withdrawals. Hmm, I have to try that. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go. You know what we forgot to do? What's that? Talk about what wine we're drinking. So first, tell them about your restaurant, and then we'll talk about the wine. Uh, My restaurant. Okay, so I'm going to go Korean since we're doing kind of like an Asian thing right now. 
Um, I think I've talked about the past Soul. That's my favorite restaurant, probably in Naples. It's on Pine Ridge. Uh, it's just good home cooking Korean food. But since I already did that one, I'm going to do Zen Asian Barbecue. And they do, they do Japanese. I think they have some Chinese dishes and Korean. But that's a um, the place you can cook like barbecue at your table, Korean barbecue. Which yeah, is like, we were there. I think you did talk about that one time. Uh, did you come with me once? I think you did. Yeah, we went together, and you ate all the food for me. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, don't go. Don't go to Korea with me. I'll, I'll eat yeah. it all. <laughs> I literally, I was playing with his children, everyone, and when I came back, the you food looked away. Was gone. The food's gone. <laughs> I was so mad because I was like, what kind of friend is this? You just need to order more, that's all. <laughs> Whatever. Between you and Michael, y'all eat. Yeah, we're big boys. So I am not drinking wine today. I'm drinking a rum. Sipping on a dark Ooh. rum. I love dark rum. Uh, my birthday just passed and my wife picked up a nice Balazaya rum. It's, you can just drink it on the rocks. It's delicious. That's what I'm having. Well, we are drinking wine. We're drinking, uh, isn't that Dayu? No. Dao wine is from um, Paso Robes, California. So it's Paso probably the yeah, um, Napa or wherever, Sonoma. It's a family estate wine. It is so yummy. It's a cab that we're drink, um, sipping on right now. But I'm looking at their like website and it's kind of like, I kind of want to go. I, I love think, wine. I think uh, Paso Robles, I think that's central California, I believe. Let me see. Is it central? It's not near Napa? Let me double check. Because, you know, I'm not good with geography. Uh, yeah, well, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's the south of Monterey. So, yeah, that's not Napa or Sonoma at all. But, yeah, a lot of great wines come out of there. Well, Monterey... We're coming to visit you because it's gorgeous. The picture with the picture, the photographer did a really good job. It's oh, like no. attracted me to want to come out it's there fabulous. and drink wine and just hang out. Yeah. So, all right. So let's move on to our good news of the week. So this one was just really sweet. I just love daddy daughter stuff. Um, so this is from Good Morning America. An army dad writes 270 special notes to slip into his daughter's lunch during deployment. Ooh. Isn't that the sweetest? Um, before he deployed to Afghanistan, Army Staff Sergeant Philip Gray sat down to write uh, and wrote 270 messages for his daughter, one for each day that he would be away. His notes for Rosie, seven, encouraged her to do her best at school and excel in all of her activities and hobbies. He was very big on feel-good words for her and girl power, his wife, Kristen Gray, told Good Morning America. He made sure to tell her how smart she was and to run fast in PE and things that would really make her happy. Philip Gray left the Fort Drum, New York home um, October 7th, 2019. And while he was gone, Kristen put notes into Rosie's lunchbox. He returned home on August 8th, three days before Rosie's birthday. And even though he's back, Rosie still wants him to write her special messages. That is too sweet, too cute. And that's just like the sweetest thing that a dad could do for his daughter, you know, to be active and involved, even though he's not there. And props to the mom that put those damn messages in the lunchbox each morning. <laughs> The fact that she woke up and even made a lunch, I'm like, 
go girl <laughs> my poor kids don't have those little lunchables that's awesome <laughs> as a dad having a daughter that that tugs in the heartstrings that's yeah it's so sweet yeah i might have to steal that besides being deployed <laughs> and all that <laughs> so miss morgan we are now going to be quizzed by chris oh nice let's do all it right. all right you ready i looked up some good ones <laughs> because <laughs> you get me every week so all right let's see all right what is the one thing that anyone can agree on regardless of their religion or politics agree is between heaven and earth what is it earth between heaven and earth between heaven and earth yeah the sky morgan agreed i agree with that that's what i thought too it's the word mm -hmm. and. Oh, <laughs> the one thing that people can agree on is what is between heaven and earth. The word and. The word oh. and. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I'm not going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, not bad. All right, so what common English verb becomes its own past tense by rearranging its letters? Do I get multiple choice? Uh, no, you hit it's three a uh, three letter verb. Is a three letter verb yeah, that becomes that, past because, tense exactly by rearranging its letter. Mm -hmm. A verb, very common verb. You probably say it every day. I gotta Another think hit. about what the verb is. <laughs> <laughs> action to words do, to do yes to, to do to run to see to you probably use it a lot when you go to a restaurant eat yep eight yeah there you go nice truth <laughs> I All do right. do that a lot. I should have known that word. <laughs> it's always the obvious stuff. It's the hardest. These 10 pounds. Right? I gained 10 pounds since the wedding. I was like, this is happy weight and it's not cute. Listen, sis. Enjoy your weight. Mm -mm -mm. Just for a second. Go ahead, Chris. All right. I'm it, killing these. It, it, <laughs> it occurs <laughs> once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in an hour. What is it? I'll read it again. It occurs once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in an hour. It occurs once in a minute, twice in a moment, in a moment, but never in an hour. Mm -hmm. hmm. I'm not a riddles girl. Give I'm me one moment. Can you have two moments? If you have two moments, it still only occurs twice. All right, mm -hmm. I'm gonna mess with you a little bit, right? So it occurs once in a minute, but also occurs once in 10 minutes or once in a hundred minutes. Yeah, I'm thinking about the moment because I'm like, how is a moment a measurement of time? It really isn't because everybody's moments can be different. I'm going to break out the crystals on that one. 
<laughs> this one's gonna make you angry. My brain, I'm thinking too hard. Okay, so minute and moment have something in common that hour does not have. Oh, eight is no, wait, hold on. Occurs once in a minute and twice in a moment. Yep. How you spell moment? M O M E N T. It's M. It's M. M. The letter M. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Oh, look. Because I, like, <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute, how do you spell <laughs> that? That's good. I, I'm surprised. That was, that was a tricky one. Okay, I don't think I would have got right. that. I was like, I don't know how you fucking spell <laughs> <laughs> No, we, we explicit on that. Uh, yeah, I, like, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I was like, oh, it's H. H is the hour. Okay, wait a second. It has to do with the. the, the and then I was like, oh, that was good. See, my brain. I said, I'm thinking too hard. I told myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all, these are always like, you got to think simple, simple. All right. Is it correct? This is the last one. Is it correct to say the yolk of eggs is white or the yolk of eggs are white? The yolk of eggs? Like eggs are plural. Right. So is it correct to say the yolk of eggs is white or the yolk of eggs are white? Are. I think it's is. Is the yolk of eggs the yolk of eggs is white. The yolk of the eggs are white. I think it is. It is? I think it is. You don't have to agree with me because I'm not really that good with grammar. The yolk Melinda of, Cummings would not be too happy about The yolk, this. hold on, wait, wait, wait. Say that again now. The yolk of eggs are white. So, final answers? No, she said read the question one more time. Okay, is it correct to say the yolk of eggs is white or the yolk of eggs are white? Because what? Because to your point, the yolk of the egg is white. Mm -hmm. So the yolk of eggs are white. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe, but I feel like this is a trick question, but go ahead. What's the answer, Chris? Neither, the yolk of egg, eggs are yellow. Oh! <laughs> but... But okay, say it was yellow. I think it's the yolk of eggs is yellow because it's yolk is the subject, so singular, therefore, is. But then, if there's more than one egg, yeah, it's plural. Then, it's plural because it's then it would be R. Then it would be. Say, I was about to say that. I was about to say, but I thought yolks were um, yellow, but then I was like, they might be talking about egg whites. So you know, the <laughs> <laughs> you're on the right path. No, but I think you said the yolks of eggs are white. That that's I think yolk is the subject. So if it's and I, was say, I wouldn't even say it like that in the first place. I'm like the yolks are yellow. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm I don't not, know what they're trying to talk about. It gets better. It gets better when you drink the wine because then you just don't care. <laughs> oh, let me keep on drinking. Man. Keep on drinking. You know, I'm type A, so I'm like, shit. I didn't get <laughs> Let me Google this. <laughs> oh, guys. Well, this was a fun little popping and opening up session. Shall we wrap it up? I say we can wrap it up this week. We had a good time with the, our special guest. Shout out to Morgan Best. Yeah, welcome to Naples. 
happy to be here, guys. Thank y'all for having me. We will definitely put her little beautiful picture um, and all of her information on our Instagram page. So please go check it out. It'll be up within the next day or so. And don't forget to visit us on underscore poppin underscore bottles on Instagram, IG, and subscribe, like, listen. We need more viewers. Thank you for our listeners that are already out there. We love you guys. Tell your friends and believe it or not, I got a little, I'm in the holiday spirit and we're going to do another contest coming up. So keep an eye on the lookout, listening on the iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, we're pretty much everywhere. Listen out, look on um, Instagram and more details will come. Sounds good. This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. This is Poppin' Bottles. Bye guys. Bye.